Hi everyone, I'm Sinhara and welcome to the Black Girl's Guide to Fertility podcast. This show is for all women who are dealing with infertility but is specifically dedicated to black women because we have a problem with opening up when it comes to this issue. And I don't want to leave out the men, you guys are welcome here too. On today's episode, I'm going to be speaking with my girls, musician Audra E. and my sister, entertainment lawyer, Kyan D., about the effects of Mother's Day and repositioning to become a parent. So today I want to do a Mother's Day check-in. We know that Mother's Day is not a happy day for a lot of people. Um, And I feel so conflicted about Mother's Day because I tried to conceive for seven years. And during that time, I dreaded Mother's Day. Um, Now that I have a daughter who just turned 21 months old, you know, I feel like a push, um, not necessarily for myself, but like my husband, other people for me to be celebrated. And it feels honestly kind of weird, especially because I know there are so many people um, struggling to conceive, people hitting me up uh, through my website or through my DMs. And so it feels awkward for me uh, to just like, oh yeah, I'm going to celebrate. But I do have two of my girls on with me today, and we're just going to have like an honest conversation um, about all of this. They do not have children yet, both desire to be moms and are at different stages in their walk with becoming parents. And we're going to talk about all that. But I wanted to get their take on Mother's Day. So either one of you ladies can jump in. We originally, they were going to be anonymous, uh, but they have said that they are fine with uh, using their names. So Missy and Cayenne, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you ladies here. Either one of you can jump in and start and just tell me how you feel about Mother's Day. I'll start. Um, This is Missy. I... I enjoy celebrating Mother's Day, but also my um, heart goes out to those that have lost their mothers. Like I was sharing with you guys yesterday, um, you know, about my dad, how even though he's way older and he Mm -hmm. has his mother before I was even born, he he still gets sad and he still sings songs and he still... You know, tell stories about his mother and how um, how he stopped drinking coffee because she was in the spirit one day and she always gave him coffee. Mm-hmm. He thought she had coffee for him, but it was hot grease. Like he tells this <laughs> all the time. And I just I feel so bad because like I wasn't able, you know, to celebrate her along with him. Yeah. And, and um. And so then, like, you know, celebrating my mom. And then you, you, I just I just feel bad. I'm like, oh, man, but his mm-hmm. mom is here. But he could celebrate his wife because she's the mother of his children. Yeah. And things like that. So. And it, do you feel. It's always an up and down. Yeah. And do you feel any pressure, like, for yourself on Mother's Day? Do you feel like people are going to be like. Missy, so what's up, you know, when you plan on having kids? Like, do you feel any of that, I guess I would say anxiety leading up to that day? Because it was very, I wouldn't even say the word was anxiety. It was just like a dreadful me dreading getting to that day because I knew people were going to inquire or ask, hey, so what's happening with you? Um, 
I don't feel anxiety, but I'm telling you what I do feel. Um, so Sundays on Mother's Day, you know, when church is celebrated and, you know, the mothers get carnations and things like that, you know, and um, people always end up giving me one. And I'm like, well, I'm not a mother. And they say, well, you have that little girl and you have all these kids that you have raised. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm not a mother, you know? And I, I mean, they, I believe they do it to make me feel good. So I'm not left out, but it doesn't make me feel pressured to have, mm-hmm. but it does make me think, oh, will I ever become a mom? Yeah. Will this rose or carnation ever be true for me? And not because I took care of someone else's child. Yeah. And Kyanna, what do you feel uh, leading up to Mother's Day? Um, like, do you feel pressure? Do you feel anxiety about it? Do you, like, what are your thoughts leading up to Mother's Day? Um, I don't feel like I feel any pressure or anxiety, um, so to speak, since I've been living in Atlanta for quite um, quite a bit now, some years. You know, we're never with our mother on Mother's Day typically. So I think that's a little bit strange. But, you know, of course, always call her, get her a gift, things like that. And we like to celebrate things, birthdays, holidays, whatever. So we're Mm -hmm. always getting together to eat or go out. So it's typically celebratory. You know, whoever is a mother, whether that's you, whether that's our other sister, Shanae, you know, whoever's a mom, we just celebrate them. So I don't necessarily feel pressure or anything like that Mm -hmm. on that particular day. Yeah. And then Missy kind of touched on what I was going to talk about. Um, I was in church and this was, oh my God, several years ago. And I probably was into year two of trying to have a baby. And the pastor, (laughs) Missy mentioned uh, churches giving out carnations. The pastor was like, I'm giving out a rose to every mother. Everyone, if you're a mother, stand up and come to the front. And I told the story in my podcast before, but I'll quickly recap it. Like everybody, and the church wasn't huge, but there was a decent amount of people there. Everybody got up except for me. Okay. I was the only person still sitting on the pew. So after he gave out all the roses, he realized and he looked at me and he was like, you're not a mother? And I was like, no. He was like, well, do you want to be a mother? And I was like, yeah. And, you know, I had attitude at this point. <laughs> and then he's like, well, come up to the front. He's like, we got something for you, too. You know, but it like it kind of dawned on him, you know, not that he really got the infertility aspect, but it just dawned on him that, hey, she's still sitting there. Why is she still sitting there? The mm-hmm. assumption that every single woman is a mother or that every single woman is so easy for them to become a mother. But it was a weird experience because I was the only person sitting in there. I'm like, okay, here we go again. Um, and I took my little rose and I went home, but it was weird. And I was there by myself. I think my husband was at work or something. So like, do you feel like weird on, or feel like it's isolating on Mother's Day? And do you feel like, what's the weirdest thing that someone has said to you on Mother's Day or the weirdest thing that you felt like you've been a part of on Mother's Day? For me, I, I wouldn't say it's weird. Like after we celebrate or whatever, I'll probably just go home and just chill out. I probably won't do much. Um, Sometimes my husband will still get me something, even though I'm not a mother yet. So that's cool sometimes. 
Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I've ever had somebody say something to me weird on Mother's Day, but just in general, um, you know, when are you going to have kids? Or if you yeah. post something, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers, you know, my mother, aunties, whoever, and then somebody writes under the comments, oh, when are you going to become a mom? It's your time now. Hurry up. And it's like, it's like why would you business. write that under a comment? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like it's just it's not appropriate. And if you know me personally, call me. Talk to me. Exactly. Girl, maybe I want to talk to you about it. Like maybe exactly. you can give me some advice. Like don't write it under mm-hmm. a comment. Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind yeah. of being sensitive to that. Yeah. And Missy, what about you? I know you mentioned recently someone has said something to you and you were just kind of like, well, whatever. <laughs> and it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't leading up to Mother's Day, but any experience that you've had, um, whether it be on Mother's Day or leading up to Mother's Day or any anything, like what's the weirdest thing or thing something said someone has said to you or something that made you feel like, What? Like, why are you saying that to me? Um Oh, here's a good story. I don't think I ever told you guys. So one time I was at Giant, you know, I am on the plus size mm-hmm. and I had um, a pea coat on mm-hmm. and the lady was like, hey, oh, so when are you due? Uh-uh. And I was oh, like, no, she said you. And I was like, girl, I'm not pregnant. <laughs> I was like, I just got a big stomach. <laughs> And I think it was like the way like my scarf was inside of my coat and it made it look like like a little bit more round than what yeah. it was. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, my bad, girl. We don't have to tell nobody. You're the one that said <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it. I didn't ask you when you were due. Like exactly. My I was like, okay. But that's that the weirdest thing I ever had. But, um, you know, since I'm older, I do get a lot of questions. Oh, well, when are you next? Um, and now that like my nieces and things are having babies, they're, you know, yeah. when are you going to have one? I'm like, uh, can I get a man first or <laughs> like, <laughs> and that's, yeah. that's typical conversation these days when people see me without a child or, you know, yeah. have kids, you don't have kids. Why not? Yeah. Cause I don't <laughs> have kids. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. And it's really weird that people don't, you know, and I said this what a couple of weeks ago on a video I did for people to mind their business. And I know you hit me up and was like, oh my God, I laughed so hard. You were straight up like, mind your business. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, what other way is there to say it? Because sometimes people can say things and they don't really mean to be intrusive or to be rude when they're saying it. But like those things just kind of stick with us. Like, why did they say that to me? You know? Um, and one of the things like my therapist when I was dealing with, you know, infertility. Um, and sometimes, you know, we naturally, I'll be honest myself, compare myself to other people. Well, you know, why did God do it for this person? Or why did he do it for this person? He didn't do it for me yet. And something she would say is like, don't compare yourself to other people. Yeah, someone could be presenting on social media this happily ever after, so to speak, or this happy family. They got this, they got that. But you don't know what's going on in their life. They're showing you what they want you to see. Right. Um, but do you ever feel pressure from people on social media, like people you went to school with or that we went to school with? Do you feel pressure by that um, for them posting stuff on Mother's Day or just posting stuff in general? Does it make you feel more pressured? Like I got to figure out this family thing or figure out what I'm doing, you know, in terms of starting my family? Well, for me, honestly, sometimes I'm, I feel torn 
because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh man, they have such a beautiful family. I would love to have a family. And then I get in my feelings and emotions like, oh, but I don't have a man to have a family with. Oh, yeah. well, I can't really have kids out of wedlock because of how my upbringing was. And then mm-hmm. people on the outside will ridicule me because I yeah. know is for a fact. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, Reverend Eggleston's daughter got pregnant oh, <laughs> out here doing nasty things, you know. So then that also makes you be like, oh, man, well, I can't be a single mother. So then you pressure like to find a husband. It's just, it's, it is. It's too and then much. Sometimes I'm like, well, I don't have kids, so I can actually do what I want to do. Yeah. And I can go out and be about and not have to be home at a certain mm-hmm. time. I'm 50-50 most of the time. Yeah, yeah. And Kanye, what about you? Repeat the question. Um, Do you feel pressure on social media, like when you see people posting pictures of their family or posting pictures where they appear to be like, you know, the picturesque family or they have children? Like, do you feel pressure by that? Um, Not typically. I think like Missy said, like, Maybe if it's a day that I'm in my feelings or I see somebody posted and they're having their third child, their fourth child or fifth child, I'm like, well, dad, what about me? <laughs> or people mm-hmm. like if you have a conversation with somebody that's a mom, they're like, oh, girl, you know, don't worry about it because these kids is crazy. These kids is mm-hmm. bad, like kind of mm-hmm. invalidating you yeah. wanting to have a kid because, you know, kids come with a lot of work. Here it is. Mm-hmm. They're that, you know, whatever. And so. I definitely wouldn't say I feel pressure sometimes, but I guess I'm in my feelings sometimes, but yeah. just turn it off. I'm in my feelings. Yeah. Turn it off. Mm-hmm. So. Do you find it's easy to turn it off though? Like if you're really into your feelings, do you find it's easy to just turn it off like that? Um, I do. I mean, on a day like Mother's Day, no, because even leading up to Mother's Day, if you see all the ads, like I was looking for jewelry. So now all the jewelry ads are popping up. So everything is like mm-hmm. Mother's Day sale, Mother's Day this, whatever. Mother's Day doesn't necessarily bother me. You know, it's a little sad right. because my grandmothers aren't here. But I think you really can't escape it on Mother's Day. So, you know, if you're scrolling on Mother's Day, you're going to see moms, you're going to see people out to eat with their kids, you're going to see, you know, the family spread and buffet and everybody, you know, mingling and things like that. So I think if you're going on social media on Mother's Day and that's a trigger, you really have to find something else to do. Yeah, I remember I would never blasted on Mother's Day. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I went on social media. Exactly. I would not go on social media um, at all for at least a couple of days leading up to Mother's Day. Then after Mother's Day, I would not go on there at all just uh-huh. for the sheer fact of, you know, like I was in my feelings. And again, I have nothing against anyone else who was getting there happily ever after. I was just more focused on, well, why is it not happening for me? You know what I mean? Like, what have I done? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, what have, why is this not happening for me? Like, God, why are you not looking out for me? So for me to get out of that feeling of comparing myself to other people, like, I just would not go on for a couple of days leading up to Mother's Day and for a couple of days after Mother's Day. Um, and that, I find that helped me mentally uh, just get through the holiday. And of course, like I'm grateful my mom is here and she's alive. And of course, you know, I'm here to celebrate her. And like Kyan mentioned, who's my sister, 
Uh, my biological sister, like we live in Atlanta, so we don't really see our mom on Mother's Day. I don't think she's ever really been down here yeah, on Mother's I don't Day. Think so. Yeah. Um, I know a couple of years ago when I was living back in New York, um, I think I went up there. Well, I was living in Jersey to be specific, uh, which is feels like it's still uh, a mountain away <laughs> from New York. But I think I went up there for Mother's Day like one time because I had to take the bus and the train and the boat, and it was just too much, honey. So I was like, <laughs> Did I'm you just say a boat? Yeah, so the ferry. So because of where Jeez. I lived in New Jersey, I had to take the train to get onto the ferry and then take the bus to another train. It just was too much. So I was like, yeah, so I'm going to see you after the holiday. Um, but that actually worked for me because I didn't want to be around nobody anyway. Um, <laughs> and that's just how I felt. And so I know when my sister called me a couple of days ago and was like, hey, what do you want to do for Mother's Day? I was like, I don't know. Um, but honestly, with COVID being out here, I just felt like I have not been to a restaurant since my daughter was six months old. She's now 21 months old. I was like, I don't care where we go. I just want to go sit down someplace and enjoy a meal, you know, so we're not going on Mother's Day because everything is booked, um, which I'm fine with that. We're going to go out on Saturday. And it's just really for me about getting out the house. Okay. <laughs> At this point, <laughs> I just want to get out. Um but like with life, you know, life throws us these hurdles and we have to find a way to readjust. And I know, Missy, for you, you're waiting on Mr. Right. Okay. And um, we're praying that man in, hunty. Yes, we are. So you're waiting on Mr. Right. Um, I know with Cayenne, your husband has had some health challenges, which has prolonged, um, you know, motherhood. But for both of you guys, like how do you find ways to readjust while you're trying to pursue parenting? You know, what does that readjustment look like for you? Um, that's a good question. I never even really thought of <laughs> adjusting. Mm-hmm. I live life. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm here taking care of my dad, which is like a whole totally different animal. If you ever yeah. a caretaker of a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, so even right now, as much as I would like to date, it will be hard. Yeah. Really date to get to know someone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I think it just kind of adjusts itself where I guess I just don't really think about it. Yeah. That makes sense. And do you feel like, and I think we talked about this before, would you ever consider doing like a sperm donor or anything like that? And how do you feel? Because Missy's from the church, um, just like me and my sister. You know, how do you feel people at church will react to that if you came in there one day and was like, oh, I'm going to pursue using a sperm donor because I want to be a parent and I haven't found Mr. Right yet or he hasn't found me yet? Well, I feel like it wouldn't be their any of their business because I'm yeah. And it's not their money that <laughs> I'm using <laughs> to have this sperm donor. Yeah. Um. So me, typically, I would not tell them my business mm-hmm. until, like, they would see that I am very much showing. And then, you know, that's when the questions will fly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um. How far along are you? Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like I would deal with it then but um oh well are you going to get married and that's always the question yeah that church 
people ask because they don't know how to mind their business. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be like, oh, well, are you going to get married? And me and my smart mouth would say, well, were you married? <laughs> because if you think about it, a lot of these older church people have children out of wedlock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can we get you a snap I mean? on that? So <laughs> they don't it. always do it the right way. Yeah. So, so they I, expect you to do everything textbook perfect or you're going to be talked about. Exactly. I said, these older saints have a lot of a lot of um, skeletons in them closets. <laughs> yeah, they keep, they keep those doors closed up, girl. Yeah, they but they want you to do right because they they didn't do right. Yeah, yeah. So, That's so true. my answer would be, well, you know, I can't wait forever to have a child. Mm-hmm. So I did what I needed to do. Yeah. That's and, how I would have to answer that. Yeah. And then with that, followed up with mind your business. <laughs> right, boom. And mind your business. <laughs> and then, Cayenne, what about you? I know you had to readjust um, in terms of your husband having some health challenges. And, of course, you were in law school, just graduated. You know, how do you... How did you readjust? Yeah, congrats <laughs> on that, girl. How do you readjust and what is your plan for readjustment? Um, I think I just cope. I just cope. Just keep moving forward. Just keep moving forward because that's really all I can do at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm looking into possibly freezing my eggs because I feel like we're at a standstill um, as far as just dealing with my husband's health at this point. And even though I'm past the probably suggested age to freeze your eggs, I'm still going (laughs) right now. That's what I'm trying to do so that Mm -hmm. I don't prolong the process any longer um, because I really do want to be a parent. I don't, I just don't feel like my life, I know some people like they can just move on. They're like, Oh, I'm 50 or whatever. That's passed me by whatever the case is. But I feel like my life would not be complete if I didn't yeah. have a biological child. That's yeah. just me. Mm-hmm. Um, so just educate myself <laughs> um, and cope with what I got to cope with and move forward. And then trying to balance that with, of course, like you said, just graduating from law school, moving into a new career, you know, going to be starting a new job, things like that. And wanting to have a child, you know? Yeah. It's a lot to navigate. So just one day at a time. Yeah. And then I know uh, one of you had wanted to bring something else onto the table. I don't remember what it was. So I'm going to open it up to you guys to just talk about things that are on your heart and your mind uh, concerning this issue. And I forget which one of you guys had something that you want to add on. So just go ahead and jump in. Oh, about... um. People being sad during Mother's Day, that part? I think it may have been that. Because I know someone shared a text with someone we went to school with. Um, yeah. And it may have been about yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, someone had posted, oh, which yes. that, isn't, that isn't the first post I've seen. I've seen multiple posts. Right. And I've talked to a few people. And then I've seen comments under different posts that it's really not a happy day for a lot of people. Because a lot of people, yeah. as we know, have lost their mothers like missy was Mm -hmm. talking about her dad and you know her dad you know lost his mom you know it is a sad day for a lot of people and i think we need to also acknowledge that that it's okay Mm -hmm. if someone's sad if they kind of want to 
step away and not really deal with Mother's Day, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And was there anything else that you guys feel is like important to talk about on this day in terms of coping or just things in general that you feel like will be good for people to hear or to know or feel like they have some support out there? The thing is about all these holidays is that they, they're they not going to go away. Yeah. And you're always going to have feelings and you're always going to have emotions and life changes from day mm-hmm. to it's it's like here today, gone today. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and I know my um my cousin had just called and she had lost her mother, but her mother was a hundred years old. And it's wow. gonna be first Mother's Day. Without her. So, you know, like my heart goes out for her. And then um a girl on my timeline had just lost her baby. Um, mm. He had just turned one in January, mm-hmm. passed like four days after his first birthday. Wow. You know what I mean? And it's like, you feel so bad, bad. about these things. Mm-hmm. So you always want to like acknowledge that. But you also want to always remember, well, you know, my mom is here. Let yeah. me celebrate her while mm-hmm. she is here. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I feel like. Yeah, you can't get all tied up in all these emotions because you'll just never get through anything. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? It's like, and so like years ago, I had to learn how to compartmentalize. Like, mm-hmm. you no, know, like, you know, you have to acknowledge that it's there and then like just try to move on as best as you can. And always yeah. for these people, you know, send a prayer up for them, but you can't stop your life because... Mm-hmm. Of things that we see on social media. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, I think we still have to continue. Life just has to keep on moving. Yeah. As much as we don't want it to. Exactly. Stop. It doesn't wait for anybody. Exactly. And I think we have to focus on, you know, what we do have and be grateful for those things. And I know that's Mm -hmm. something that I exercise that I would do even before I had my daughter. uh, Because, you know, sometimes when this one part of your life isn't where you want it to be, you see everything as being negative. So I, mm-hmm. you have to write out, I would take my paper and literally write out the things that are going good for me. And I'll write, you know, the things that are not going the way I planned. And the left side of the page, things that are going good for me were way longer than things that were not <laughs> going good for me. Um, and you could start with simple things. You woke up this morning, okay? Um, you got life and breath right. in your body. You know, you're healthy. You're happy. I always recite that every day. I'm happy. I'm healthy. I'm whole. Even when I was going through infertility. Um, so I feel like there's things that we can all find to be grateful for. And even if you don't want to celebrate Mother's Day, like I tell people, don't celebrate it. That does not mean don't celebrate your mom, but in terms of getting all wrapped up and caught up in comparing yourself with others and feeling bad because, you know, you haven't become a parent yet. I just feel like there's too much pressure to put on a woman that when this holiday comes around that she is to feel bad because she hasn't become a mom yet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. And I was so going to say for, I was going to say for people to like other people, whether your friends, family, associates, mm-hmm. whoever, to really read the room, take social mm-hmm. cues. If you mm-hmm. ask a person and you say, oh, hey, when are you going to have a baby? And the person just says like one day or something like that. That's my go-to, one day. Um, 
then that's a cue to you. That's a cue. I don't want to talk about it if I say one right. day because I would elaborate it. I would say, oh, next year uh, um, I'm planning right now or something. You know, mm-hmm. that means I don't want to talk to you about, about it, it right this moment. Maybe one day, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, un- like understand that. And I would say also for women to, when you go to your gynecologist, your doctors and things like that, to really ask questions about your body. If you have like, um, it's probably be another episode, but if you have periods that are very severe and things like that, to ask questions. Because I didn't find out until I think it was 2012 or 13 that I had something called endometriosis, which can cause infertility. Mm-hmm. And I found this out from my doctor by talking to my doctor, explaining my symptoms, different things like that, which I then had to get a surgery like the next year. So a lot of people probably don't know that, but people that are yeah. close to me do know that, you mm-hmm. know, so I think it's kind of taking social cues and being sensitive to people. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's definitely one thing because I'm the kind of person, if I get one pimple on my face, I go to the doctor. So <laughs> I definitely feel like I was proactive and uh, pursuing and trying to figure out everything I could do to better my chances of becoming a mom. Um, I don't always feel like everything was explained to me in the proper way because I've been going to the doctor for a couple of years before I was told Verbally that, or I was told I was diagnosed with PCOS. I'm like, huh, where? Ain't nobody told me that, you know? (laughs) Um, And apparently it was in the file, but no one ever said to me, oh, well, do you know when your blood work came back, it, you know, lined up with this, this and that, you know, Mm. nobody said that to me. Um, And so I was just like, every time I would go to a doctor, I'm just like, God, like whatever it is, like just reveal it. If I feel like there's, to me, there's a diagnosis, then they can actually try to treat it. Because before it was just like I was going, going, going. They're like, oh, we don't know what's wrong, you know? And I felt like I was just spinning my wheels. Um, And then to add to that, I know Kayan mentioned, um, you know, read the room. (laughs) You mentioned your coworker, one of your coworkers, like constantly like, asking you questions about when you're going to have a baby. So I kind of like want to end it there. And Missy, you could jump in too. But I love how you said like one of your other friends like defended you. And I feel like we need to have more people in the room who are not just reading the room, but the people who are in the room who are ready to defend us and protect our womanhood and protect, you know, our privacy. So if you could just like quickly tell us a story about your coworker um, who will remain remain anonymous um, <laughs> and then what your other friend did to kind of step in and like, you know, what they said to you. Yeah. I just had one particular coworker that, um, anyway, one particular coworker that would just <laughs> constantly ask me and it would be awkward. It would be very awkward. And I, and it would be in different situations because one of my coworkers was pregnant at the time. And so she was asking that young lady, inappropriate questions like about her pregnancy. And then she'd be like, oh, Kayan, well, when are you going to have one? You know, whatever. And I would do my usual, well, one day. She'd be like, well, how old are you? You need to hurry up, mm. you know, whatever. My coworker was like, you need to leave her alone. <laughs> and then like when we walked away, like I didn't say anything else. She said, if she says one more thing to you, I am going to tell her off. The next time she says something to you, I am going to tell her off. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, well, I won't stop you. I won't stop you. <laughs> but I'm just like, yeah. understand and like really 
just be sensitive to people. And, you know, none of us are perfect, you know, so I definitely don't want to paint that picture. I'm sure I probably said something to somebody, even not in reference to pregnancy per se, but just probably said something to somebody that maybe I shouldn't have said or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. if you get a certain reaction to somebody from somebody and then you keep pushing it, it's like you're almost doing it on purpose. Purpose, It's like you're almost trying to, you know, be mean or trying to get a reaction. And that's not okay. That's not okay. Mm -hmm. We need to read the room, take social cues, and really understand (laughs) what's going on out here. Okay? And then, Missy, before we end, do you have anything to add? No. Has anyone has anyone stood up for you when somebody was asking you any questions about when are you going to do this, when are you going to do that? Was nope. anyone that you felt like, no, nobody? Nope. No one came to your aid? That's sad. Nobody. Nope. I get the, well, why? You're so beautiful. Why are you single? I don't know. If I <laughs> tell you, then I probably wouldn't be single. You exactly. know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, you get those questions, so... You know, oh, when are you going to have babies? I don't know, but you know, whenever the Lord says so, that's always my go-to answer. Mm-hmm. Whenever the Lord blesses me, whenever the Lord says so, then that's when that will happen. But I'm like you, Cayenne. You know, I probably have said some things that you know, but not even to be mean, but like, oh, well, when is this going to happen? Yeah. Now that I'm older, I'm like, oh, don't ask me. So now it but it makes me become more aware and more conscious. Yeah. Of this subject and situation. And I've even gone to the point where I've told people I don't want kids if they ask me. Like I don't want kids. Like so, yeah, just like that. And then they're like, but I was like, I probably shouldn't confess that, you know, because <laughs> that's, that's not a good thing. But it's like, don't pressure people. Like yeah. Are are you gonna be in the? Are you gonna be there when my kid is screaming, taking care of right. my kid? Like you're not, so you don't need to worry no. about. It. <laughs> and that's always that's my thing too. Be. Like, why well, are you going to help me? Are you going to pay for the kid? Like, I don't. And I always say, I don't even have money. <laughs> like, I don't have money. Kids are expensive. Very. That's how I know because I'm expensive. <laughs> so. <laughs> Kids are expensive, expensive, and you don't have the money for all that. You got to buy clothes and diaper. And if you're not breastfeeding, you got formula. Mm -hmm. Kids are expensive. It definitely adds up. And Um, I always answer with that, too. Like, kids are expensive. I can't afford kids. And then that'll shut people up. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. You would hope. And Um, then I would add one more thing. If you are married or, you know, you have a significant other that you're planning on having a child with, I would say really talk about it to get on the same page. Because I think Mm -hmm. for me and my husband, I think we weren't on the same page, even though we would kind of be saying the same things. But in action, it really wasn't on the same page. And also being okay with just moving forward to doing what you have to do. Hence Mm -hmm. me freezing my eggs because it's what Mm -hmm. I have to do. And that's going to create hopefully some security for us. Yeah. Um, In Mm -hmm. the future. We'll see. As far as, you know, having a child. Yeah, exactly. Um, And I definitely want to say before we end 
that in my opinion, um, both of these ladies are already mothers, um, not just I'm speaking into existence, but I know they have um, taken care of other people's children, okay, raised other people's children um, like they were their own. Uh, Missy, I know your mom was a foster parent um, at one point in time, but you also raised a little girl. And I forget when you guys got her. Was she a newborn? She um, was three months Three months old. I remember mm-hmm. coming, uh, going, flying to Philly. Um, Missy lives in Pennsylvania, flying out there. And I was like, oh, my God, she's so cute. Mm-hmm. And that was like your baby. And she still is your baby. You know, you yes. literally raised that little girl. And she's, what, 11 now or 12? She is 11. She'll be 12 in October. Yes. And like wow. you really have put so much time into, you know, forming her and shaping her into the young lady that she is, you know, and not everyone has the heart to do that. Um, and then for my sister, Cayenne, you know, she literally has raised two of our nieces and <laughs> my brother had children when he was young. And so one of them, well, one of them lived with us flat out um, for the first, you know, couple of years of her life. And then the second one would come on the weekends and during the week. And my sister literally raised those kids. And I'll be like, I don't know what I was doing. But I'm like, I'm out. Uh, <laughs> 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 like she, my first niece was so chill. I mean, we get on the train with her and the bus with her, everything. My second niece, who's now in college, mind you will cry all the time, okay? She's like my daughter now, okay? <laughs> like she would cry all the time. And like my sister literally would keep her, would keep her together. And so not everyone has the heart or the patience to do that, especially when it's not their own physical, biological child. So um, in my opinion, these ladies are already mothers um, and they will physically also become mothers. So I'm excited about that. Amen. Speaking. I miss my little baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm Sinhara Eastman, and thank you for listening to the Black Girl's Guide to Fertility podcast. You can stay connected with this movement on my website, Facebook, and on Instagram. And if you haven't already, please join my mailing list at blackgirlsguidetofertility.com and on sanharaeastman.com. And please be sure to check out my new short infertility play. It's currently on my website. It's called Taboo, A Fruitless Love. <laughs>